You're listening to Donkey Brain the Podcast. Three, two, one. Nice. All right. <clears throat> Episode. <clears throat> Sorry. <Good> start. <laughs> yeah, terrible. I just got a huge thing of phlegm just caught in my throat. Um, Gross. Ep- I know. That's great already. Um, let's fuck it. It's a, this is episode 39. No one's here. It's just me and Jimmy. So get ready to get me bored, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's all you need to know. If you want to stop now, so be it. We, like, we get it. Um, yeah, we'll just dive right into it. So uh, we nominated, it's kind of unoriginal, because uh, it's been the ass of the week in the past. Um, we're going to make COVID the ass of the week again. The reason being, um, it actually has surpassed um, heart disease as a leading cause of death. Um, so as if things couldn't get any worse with COVID, it is just climbing the death tolls and just getting worse and worse by the week. I wish we would have figured it out by now but unfortunately that doesn't seem to be happening anytime soon so covid ass of the week if we have any covid updates i don't have any colton if you have any but i feel like the less we talk about it the better the first covid vaccine was administered uh to a person today a 90 year old woman from england and i can't remember her name now uh Shit. But anyway, she was 90 years old, I'm pretty sure. It might have been 80 now I'm thinking about it. But anyway, vaccine, the very first one that was administered. Uh, it was administered today. Today is December 8th. Um, obviously, things are not going well right now. That's, that's apparent. But um, still a kind of a monumental thing to think about, considering this vaccine, sorry, the... Uh, the virus really started, you know, getting on everyone's radar early March. Now it's early December, and we already have a vaccine for a disease. I hope to God it works. I mean, I'm just totally just saying, like, oh yeah, yeah it's fine. It's gonna be, it's gonna work. Like, I just, I'm ruling out the possibility of it actually being an issue. Um, the denial yeah. aspect. Also, yeah. a the second person ever uh, got a vaccine as well. I will give you a million dollars if you know who the second person is and what it's a guy. So it's kind of limited down to what 40, so 47% of the world. Uh, I don't know. It's probably gotta be what European. Cause it's not approved in the U S yet. Okay. Yes. I'm going to guess English Elton name. John. Very close. William Shakespeare. His name is okay. William Shakespeare. That's the second person Classic. ever to get it. First male. So Good for him. Those are they're the first two people ever, and uh, yes, I mean that's positive. Yeah, no, I it's good. I mean, it's I think it's slowly going to be a process to get everyone, and then I guess I'm almost excited. I guess all for I want it in recording now, December eighth, um, for I guess the future ass of the week because I almost can guarantee we'll have it. People who will refuse to get the vaccine and then continue to spread it to people who have not gotten the vaccine yet, because I can almost guarantee you there are going to be so many just gung-ho people being like, 
I'm not taking that shit. And then they're going to continue to spread it and make things worse. Um, so yeah, we'll just, for future reference, I just want it on record that I'm saying this now because I wouldn't be surprised if like down the line, you know, that's a problem. I was reading an article before we started recording about how, um, I don't, like it's very up in the air because obviously this is like very, very new information um, that the vaccine is coming out and things like that. But um, the idea that like an employer has the right to fire you if you refuse to get a vaccine, which like I think is kind of fair for the sake of like if it's out there and it works and like given I'll, I guess like I'll put an asterisk next to this. If there's a bunch of bad side effects and it is negative in any way, I get the hesitation, but if it's working flawlessly and you're still like, Nope, not putting that in my body, (laughs) you deserve to be fired. Like that, like there's no excuse for it for the sake of like, everyone is so over this and so many people want to go back to normal. So if you're really going to, when everything is like the home stretch, we're right there. Like, it's like, Hey, if everyone takes this vaccine, we'll go back to normal. Everyone's like, Nope. It's like, you're an idiot. Like as simple as that, like you should I guess not be fired per se, but like your company should have the option to be like, Hey, no, like you're taking it or you're not working here. Like it's that simple kind of a thing, but interesting spin. I never really thought that that would be, I guess, something that companies would do. Um, But yeah, they were like working on, I guess, ways to word it or make it because like, they can't just like walk in and be like, you're fired. But like, I guess it, they could probably say you're posing like a health risk to the company or something like that and somehow justify it that way. But yeah, interesting concept that I never thought about. And then I was like, I guess it's kind of fair though. Like you shouldn't just be like blissfully ignorant and then be like, well, I want to come in all the time. And they're like, wait, you're not like safe to any of us. Like, I wonder how they would go about first. that too. So like, would, would you walk into like the building and be like, they would just ask, where the hell are your vaccination papers or shit like that? Like, uh, I left them in my other jacket or some bullshit. Or would the government like notify you like, Hey, this is your workforce. Um, that fucker right there. didn't get it. So do it, do what you want with that information. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I also wonder too, I guess like what the timeline looks like because say i'm like 65 working somewhere and i get the first round are they gonna look at me differently as like a younger person where it's like hey you haven't gotten vaccinated like you can't necessarily be penalized for the sake of like hey it's just not my time like i'm just not not i guess in that first or second or even third wave of people to get it but like i don't know at some point if they're gonna be like hey if we start distributing vaccines now by December of 2021, you have to have it. Like, is it going to be like the equivalent of like high school sports where it's like, Hey, you have to have a physical by this day or else like you can't be on the team or things like that. Like, it's interesting because like, I don't think it's going to be like, Hey man, uh, you can't get a vaccine, but uh, we're just going to fire you because that is like unethical at that point. But yeah, I'm curious for that as well, just to see like, I guess how they go about that because uh, like you feasibly could be like, Hey, I want to get the vaccine, but I can't get it yet because it's just not, I guess, yeah. readily available for people my age or whatever it might be, but they can fire you for the sake of, Hey, I'm just not going to get it. And it's like, that's the problem. Like you yeah. need to get it per se. 
So some food for thought. Go ahead and chew on that, everybody. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, before we beat that into the ground, let's move on. Colton, what are people talking about? Okay. So have you read anything on this guy? This the uh, he was the Israeli space security director. I'm guessing I don't know his exact uh, position, but he worked for that agency, right? He oversaw it for from 1980 to 2010. Well, he came out with some story. Uh, I guess it's in the Jerusalem Post, which sounds like complete bullshit. That's I don't even, that's not that can't be a thing. Anyway, uh, what he said in that was that there are definitely aliens like it, the fact that it's still not disclosed to the public that there's aliens out there is laughable um he was like everybody in all these major government entities know there are aliens and he's also talking about it as well uh it says there is a underground base on mars that the aliens and humans have been working together for years um but doing experiments and shit well he says they're, the governments of the world are still keeping it from us, and the inter wait, what was it? The Galactic Federation. That's what, that's what the Galactic Federation yeah. is keeping it from us because us as humans cannot handle the information. Am I get, Are you getting weird feedback when I talk? No, you're good. Okay, because I'm getting like weird feedback when I talk, and I can hear myself kind of funny. But anyway, oh, um, and he's also said that President Trump definitely, obviously knows about it, and he says that he has specific intel that Donald Trump was wanting to release the information. Um, but everybody in his like cabinet or his close advisors said, you cannot do this. Like the world will come to an end if you release this information. But apparently he was really on board with releasing it. So I, how much of it is substantiated <laughs> fucking zero. And it could just be bullshit. But with everything going on with these monoliths, um, UFO sightings are out and about like crazy back in, um, I think it was June. I think I don't know if it was the Department of Defense here in the United States released more and more. It, well, it declassified information. Yeah, saying, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, like UFOs, like and, yeah. yeah, like UFOs are definitely out and about. We have no idea what this shit was. Yeah. It's just weird. Like it's all, it's all stacking on top of each other. So, well, like I don't know, and I guess like I'll preface this as this could just be some dude who just is saying out there things but i feel like this is the year to do it mm -hmm. like i mean i don't know like we i remember talking about it on the podcast after like seeing it but like they released that in june and people were just like ah all right like had you told me this time last year yeah i could see people just losing their mind if you were to slip this into media now people would be like well, that's crazy, but, like, when do I get a vaccine? Or, like, it would just, like, now would be the time in, like, the utter chaos that is everything else going on to just, like, casually be, like, here's this thing we've been doing. And I feel like half the people, like, almost 80% of it, like, if it wasn't accredited source, I'd be like, this is the dumbest clickbait ever. And even still, I'd be like, oh, the Wall Street Journal? Like, wonder how that got up there. Like, I don't even know if that many people would think it's believable. Like, I feel like now's a better time than ever to be like, here's this whack thing we're sending out. Um, do with it what you want. Like half the people would be like, dude, I don't give a shit. Like I, I just have other things to worry about. Like we're, you know, a normal year. Yeah. I could see why that's like, Whoa, what the hell's going on? Like, this is crazy. But 
yeah, this year I feel like it's better than any. Like, it's super just it weird out. though, because this guy is the Israeli uh, space security chief. Like the dude was in charge from uh, 1980 to 2010. Um, his name is Hayim Ashed. So the former head of Israeli's defense ministry's space uh, directorate. Like the guy has his credentials. He's old as shit. Keep that in mind. So let's keep yeah, that like on the back burner. He could just be, be crazy. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I was reading like, something else. I don't know where I got it from, but they were talking about this Jerusalem post. And he says, Oh yeah. A lot of this information that I have compiled, it's in my book, like, or it's in like someone's book. I can't, I don't know if it's his or whatever. The book is not fucking real. I could, there's no, the book is not out there. It's not published or anything like that. So I don't know. Like it's maybe it, for it, a reason though. Like, I, I just want to see. And also I, I saw this on uh, KFC radio too. Cause he was talking about it. Um, KFC was talking about like, if we're not prepared to take on the reality of aliens at this point, when will we ever be ready for it? Every, every bit of culture talks about aliens, like fantasize about it. Like bitches even dress up like sexy aliens for Halloween. Like we are ready for them. I feel like what else, like kind of alluding to what you said, what else in 2020 can we not take? You know what I mean? Like we are, this is the perfect time for it. Bring them down. I say that until they bring down like eight foot tall, like crazy things, not the little tiny green things, but like eight foot tall, like octopus people. I'm like, Oh fuck. (laughs) Like those things are out there. So that's you're like, yeah, you were right. Yeah. We can't handle that. (laughs) Holy shit. I thought I was scared at first. Now I am terrified. So yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I think it's, it's interesting. And I mean, I think it's kind of, like everything else it's like do we believe this guy like is this like it's almost one of those weird things where it's like i don't know what to believe because it's like yeah he's older he could just be like this senile old man but then he could also be like no i think people need to finally know like i've had to keep this in like an inner circle for so long but then it's also like is the government after him are they just like letting it go like there's just so many things where i'm like Ah, like I don't know what's I don't know what to believe. Yeah, but yeah, that's kind of crazy. But yeah, I mean, this year it's like just fucking hit us with everything, and then be like, all right, everything's on the table. January first, let's start a normal year again. And I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Like, but yeah, I do. I don't know when per se is like the time. Like, I feel like I'm just so numb to all the wild things I've heard about this year that I'm like, yeah, just keep tacking them on like that's this is the year to do it like i'm just so so accustomed to crazy stuff where in like five years if i'm like married with kids like life is normal i've like forgotten about covid and all that and they're like uh aliens are real we've been working with them for years we have a base on mars i'd be like what the fuck but like now yeah just layer it on there like just see what people do like it's like a shitstorm lasagna like just Yep. Just keep stacking the hoe. I don't know. Um, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. We'll see what happens. But yeah, we can end it there. What uh, What do you have that people were talking about, Jimmy? Um, so I don't know if you personally um, watch John Oliver. Um, it's funny. So like, yeah. So like uh, last night tonight, 
um, John Oliver. So he had like a short little bit where he was going through fan art of what um, the Pringles guy body looks like. Oh. And there's like hilarious, like just go on YouTube and watch. Like some people were like, dude, he's like severely obese. Like he's so fat or there's somewhere it's like, he's like incredibly ripped and sexy. And he was like going through all of this like art. And so he pledged to donate um, to feeding America. Like he was like, I'll give you, I think it was 10 grand. I believe um, he's like, if you guys see this, and you can send us a video or a picture of what his body looks like, I will donate $10,000. So Pringles put out like an average video of like him answering the door and like just his head pops out. And then they like walk in and he just looks like a normal, like it like fits the brand image. Like there was nothing like crazy. And I mean, for their sake, like understandably so that they weren't like, oh yeah, Mr. Pringles is absolutely chiseled like that like that, that wasn't fucked. gonna happen <laughs> but like yeah it was just like hilarious because when i watched the video originally i was like i guess that's fair like it's kind of like the same thing with like colonel sanders you're like what does he look like outside the logo or like the starbucks logo or things like that like you just don't know yeah but pringles put it out john oliver donated <laughs> it's kind of just a hilarious concept that like the internet's just there where i'm sure people were like dming pringles being like let's see it like you better donate or else you're pieces of shit plus what a great strategy on his part like if you were to say like yeah it's like i'm calling pringles out i want to see what he looks like they're just gonna ignore it if you go hey i'm gonna donate a bunch of money to charity if you do it then if they don't it's like horrible pr like you have to do something which i think is like hilarious like you could just like leverage being like hey uh you know, do something or else you're a shitty company and your stock's going to drop. So it's just easier to do it at this point. So he ended up doing it, but I know a lot of people it's been circulating around now. Um, Cause I think he made the video. I think I watched it like two or three days ago um, and Pringles finally put something out today, but people are talking about it. You can see what Mr. Pringle looks like from, I guess the head down now, cause he doesn't have a neck in the logo. So. Okay. Some interesting food for thought. That's, that's interesting. So, is there any other I'm, – I'm not going to – I'm going to get away from fast food. Is there any other – like Quaker Oats. Quaker Oats. You can kind of see him like shoulder width. No, that. I feel like you've seen the Quaker – like you can imagine what a Quaker looks like. That's too that's original. Because he person. just looks like a, But I also think their logo – like I think their logo is like just Shows the head. But I think his – full body is on the brand like on the back of a package or something like i don't think that's necessarily unknown okay i'm trying to think of another one pringles i was gonna try and like think of like what if you were to think what they would look like what they would look like but i can't think of another i can't think of another brand that would have the face like that yeah, I, I think that's why there's, like, I guess not, like, a push to know, but, like, it's kind of, like, like you can assume, like, okay, Colonel Sanders, he's a normal guy. I'm sure he's just, like, a chubbier, like, always wears a white suit kind of. Like, you can – That's an actual person you know that, right? That. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, like, you can – even if you don't know that, like, you look at that and you're, like, okay, that is a real human. 
I can, same with like Quaker. You like are like, okay, I can assume similar to other things what that person looks like. But the Pringles guy, it's like, dude, who knows? Like there's no no like oh yeah no i've seen someone that looks similar or something like that like you've never seen that so i think that's why there was like such a weird idea behind it of like it's so unknown that you're like who knows like yeah who's to say so fascinating but so is he just wearing like normal clothes like they just, they just like superimpose a face of mr pringle and then he's just wearing regular clothes yeah he's wearing like a suit I think it was like a blazer and like a t-shirt and just like pants. Like it was nothing crazy, but like was he animated from the neck know. down or is it an actual person? No, it was, it was like an actual person. It was like that's, the equivalent cool of like a mascot costume. That's <laughs> but like okay, that's so funny. with that, I guess like I don't know of any events, and I guess rightfully so. But like, there's some brands that like will they have like a mascot costume per se like i know like planners peanuts um they have like a mr peanut costume that people can wear and they like go to events and like you could take pictures with kids like similar to like you would with like a mascot i don't know what kind of events pringles does that it like makes sense to have that but like it's almost weird that they've never done that like it's always just like your logo is a floating head which is branding but like if you're ever at an event, nobody can take pictures with Mr. Pringle, but they can take pictures with Mr. Peanut. Like there's things like that where it's like, I guess it makes sense, but it is just kind of weird that like it's always just been a head. Like there's odd. just things like that that are like kind of strange. Like even like some shitty college mascots, it's like, yeah, there's still like a person in there. Like it still works in a weird way, but like I'm, I literally just typed in like logos with just faces. Fuck, it's taking me a step to like just like create logos, <laughs> brands with just faces. This is futile. <laughs> Damn you, internet! Like, know what I want. Understand what I'm looking for. Um, no, but I totally get you. Like, even if it is, say, if it was just um, like the Buccaneers. Like, they used to just have, like, a Buccaneer's face for a logo, right? Um, you could still imagine the rest of a Buccaneer. It's going to be a pirate, right? Yeah. That's wacky. Or, like, the Patriots. Like, you know, like the, it's either going to yeah. be a Patriot, like, it's going to be, like, a football player, which it is now, or it could be like the old rendition of a Patriot dressed like a literal, like, revolutionary Patriot. Like, there's – you can imagine it. Mr. Pringle could just be any – Joe Schmo, anybody you yeah. want. That's, I, mean, that's I think really that's why it was so, I guess, open in terms of, okay, you know, he could be super fat. He could be super fit. Like, no one knows because it's not like, hey, this is this person. And you're like, okay, the person of this era or a similar style or things like that, where it's like, even if it doesn't exist per se, mm -hmm. you can associate what it is. Where everyone's like, yeah, it's just a head. Like, who knows what he looks like underneath? Like, is there a whole, like, everybody looks like Mr. Pringle, but they all look different? Like, is there a whole brand thing behind it? Like, it's just weird. Like, I haven't seen Mr. Pringle's face in a long time, Mr. Pringle. And he doesn't even look like a person, you know what I mean? He just kind of looks like, like a shape, you know what I mean? It's, it's, not even a, it's not even a head. It's just, it kind of almost looks like it's just a white 
like Pringle is what it looks like. So it's almost like you have to assume he's a person as opposed to some like Mr. Potato Head looking ass. Yeah. No, the whole thing is uh, pretty wild, but interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we beat the shit out of that. So Colton, what aren't people talking about? What people aren't talking about? I was driving by one the other day. Um, why the hell do we think that Olive Garden's a nice place? Why do we continually like, like trick ourselves into thinking that Olive Garden is a nice place to eat? I'm not talking about quality of food. Oh, sorry. Actually, I am. I'm not talking about the taste of the food. How about that? I'm not talking about actual taste. I'm not talking about like if you like, like all that pasta. I'm not talking about that. Why have we convinced ourselves that this is fine dining? Why? I, I mean, it's, it's infuriating to me. I'm not a big Olive Garden guy, so I mean, that's why I'm such a hater to it. But when I hear people that I am like friends with, I'm not talking about young people that are financially strapped, but I'm talking about like older f- folks that are like, yeah, we went out to Olive Garden. It was real nice. And I hear that way too often. Like, Olive Garden's cheap as fuck. Like, I could honestly probably go somewhere else. I could probably go to what? Maybe like a Red Robin and spend arguably the same. I feel like Chili's is better. Like Chili's kicks the I mean, fuck I get out of it. Different food. Like yes. I get that argument. But like I think like my biggest thing that Italian I was gonna chilies. say is you almost have to be realistic of what you're serving and the atmosphere for what you're paying and things like that. Like I think it's weird that Olive Garden like everybody wears like button up shirts with ties and like you feel like you're in like a nicer Italian restaurant, but you're in like a chain where Chili's, it could be some girl that has like Chili's to go on like a t-shirt. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Like give me my like bacon ranch quesadillas and I'm happy. Yeah, no, I agree. I no, I think that very much lines up with a lot of people. Cause I think it's like, it's a good establishment. Like I'm not saying their food's bad per se, but it's like for how much you're paying there, wouldn't you just want to spend like an extra like 20 or 30 bucks to go get like good, like authentic Italian food in like an actual nice, like weird, like basement kind of Italian hole in the wall restaurant. That's like, they like hand make pasta and stuff like that versus like Olive Garden. That's like, you know, we just go to Walmart and buy a bunch of noodles and then we just put our house sauce on it. And, that's that like it's just like a weird fake italian restaurant that like thinks it's higher class than it really is but yeah i don't know why people are like yeah no i was at olive garden as if like that's like a weird flex like yeah "Yeah, no uh, it was date night so i i had to go there you know nothing but the best and it's like shut up like that's a horrible place for date night like chili's is better chili's is so much better because okay hear me out this is gonna sound really stupid because of like (laughs) So we have put an unnecessary amount of like elegance on Olive Garden, thus creating like inward pressure to like make the date something really special. Terrible choice for a first date. And I mean awful because it's going to be like, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say mediocre food in relation to what you think it is. Is that fair? And what, and like what? Yeah. Okay. Um, and like, it's just, there's nothing really special about it. Going to Chili's or going to Applebee's and like, okay, Chili's obviously has like the chips and salsa and like cheap ass like stuff to eat. 
and you can get just drinks, right? toss Applebee's out of the mix. I feel like that hurts the argument. You don't like Applebee's, Applebee's is a downgrade from Chili's. Applebee's has dollar drinks. <laughs> no, drink menus aside, we're, okay, we'll we're white that. trash people. For the, we'll the common that. man, the Applebee's is out. This is only an argument between Chili's and Olive Garden. But so here's, I guess, a caveat. So did you ever have uh, Heath McCullough as a professor? I saw his name, but I never had him. Okay, so I had him, and within, like, the first, like, two classes, this is funny because I know Bobby Kreps doesn't listen to this podcast, yeah. but Bobby Kreps was like, when he brings up a good first date idea, mention Chili's and he'll like you early. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, just do it. So sure enough, we're, like, talking, and he's like, he's talking about, like, something related to marketing about, like, how you have to set the right expectation, like, manage standards, things like that. He's talking about how Chili's is like one of the best first date places because like the food's good. It's not crazy expensive. Like it's kind of like middle, like it's not like, Hey, we went to like a crazy nice steakhouse for a first date or things like that where the bar's too high. It's not like you went to McDonald's where it's like, okay, the bar's low. Chili's is like a good happy medium. Mm-hmm. I feel like Olive Garden is exactly the same, but Olive Garden thinks that they are higher yes. closer to like the steakhouse, things like that. Like it's weird because I can wear this same attire to Chili's and be like, all right, whatever, it's Chili's. But I go to Olive Garden and like the wait staff is dressed up and it's like got like music on and everything, but everyone around me is dressed the same. Where I think that's different when you go to like a nicer restaurant where it's like, oh shoot, like I gotta put a button up on or else I'm gonna look like an asshole if I just show up in like a sweatshirt. Where it's like, that goes differently, but like no one in Olive Garden is like, hey, we have a dress code here. Uh, You can't wear jeans. They're like, uh, no, we're just happy you're here. Um, we really need to get rid of some of this food mm-hmm. because not a lot of people come here kind of a thing. So it is like a weird, like I think Chili's, great baseline. Olive Garden like thinks it's a lot more than it is. Like I'm not really trashing their food. I guess I haven't eaten there in a long time. I, was just I think they have that. great deals and stuff like that, but they need to bring the standard down of like our wait staff needs to be dressed up and things like that. It's like, dude, who cares? It's an Olive Garden. Like, it's not, like, this crazy – like, if you ever call an Olive Garden and you're like, hey, can I make reservations, you're an idiot. What a like, dick shit. No one is like, uh, yeah, the Olive Garden is full tonight, uh, so we needed to go to Chili's. It's like, no, you idiot. There's, like, six other people there. It's, like, an average restaurant at best. Like, I agree, though. Olive Garden, weirdly – not even necessarily overhyped, but I feel like the standard of itself. Like, it needs to take a step back and be like, we need to reassess who we are and better you know adapt from there not like we're this high-end italian restaurants like you're fucking crazy if you think that's the case like maybe in some parts of the country but it's like dude if you're like anywhere in illinois around like a major city there will be a better italian place than olive garden like maybe if you're like way like rural down south you're like yeah we want great italian of course the olive garden has it you're like okay but you guys don't know what real good food tastes like but at, at least around here it's like no, no, no. Like, if I want good food, I'm not like, hey, I got to get Olive Garden on the way home. It's very interesting, like, demographic that Olive Garden is trying to attain there. Like, if again, like you, like you just said, I think most people – I might be wrong. I think most people would think that Olive Garden is not nice enough to say, hey, I'm going out. We're doing it big. You know what I mean? Like, it's not hitting that. Also. 
I'm not going to Olive Garden just for like my regular every day. Like, Hey, I'm starving. I'm going to go there. Who the hell do you have left? Like you have to, this sounds bad. I'm not trying to attack anybody, but you just have to have like this white trash. That's just like, you know what? We're doing it big and we're getting fucked up too. We're going to have a bunch of wine. That's what, that's who you're probably targeting. It's like in that middle. I have not been to Olive Garden such guess, a long time. Yeah. I guess that's one thing that they do. It's a fucked up. Target I, like didn't really think about I guess they're somewhat better than some of the places we mentioned because they have wine. Like I guess Chili's has a bar, but they probably don't have a wine list or anything like that. But it's also like, I feel like Olive Garden is like, you're married with kids. You need a quick date night that will last like an hour or two because you're going home for the sitter. So like they have wine, they have good good food, things like that. But it is not like we went out and got, you know five course italian we like had the best night ever like that is not at all what they are they might try to be but it's very much like hey uh we live six minutes away we're leaving our kids with like a 15 year old we barely know uh we're gonna trust them for like two hours and then we're gonna go home and put the kids to bed kind of a Mm -hmm. thing it is not like a friday night pop and date night spot by any means that's a good point so maybe it's it's more of a tuesday night wednesday night sort of date night sort of that makes sense um also looking at so darden restaurants is the actual overall company that owns these things and i am 110 percent that Olive Garden is the like lowest grade restaurant on their list of restaurants they have. That's so funny. The only two that are like distinctly recognizable would be Longhorn Steakhouse and Cheddar's. I've eaten at both those places, both pretty nice. Longhorn Steakhouse is like, it's not crazy, crazy nice, but I mean, it's, it's, it's fairly nice. It's like Easy nicer. Kickers. I mean, it's yeah. like it that. I feel Olive like Garden. You, yeah. If you say like, Hey, I'm going to a steakhouse. I'm like, good for you. Like, that's a good night. You're like, I'm going to Longhorn. I'm like, it's on it's, the lesser. It's still, but I'm also not looking at you. Yeah, if you're like, I'm going to Longhorn Steakhouse, it's a date night. I'm like, have fun. If you're like, I'm going to Olive Garden for a date night, I'm like, do you hate the person? Like, what? why are you taking them there? Like, you have like a food allergy or some shit? That's all. <laughs> exactly. Like, you just really like carbs that you're like, just going to eat the breadsticks and like an average soup. Like, that probably came out of a bag because... I can tell you sure shit they don't make it. <laughs> is she just really craving there. like crappy ass Italian? Like, is she like yeah. one of those people? Um, my last point on it. The last time I was at Olive Garden, um, they asked me if like, I wanted super salad. And when they asked me, the motherfucker said it's way too fast. And I, I don't go there. I don't go there. So <laughs> he goes, super salad. So I said, yes, like super salad. I was like, fuck, that sounds decent. Like a fat ass salad. Like, yeah, yeah. super salad. Goes, Bring it out, dude. That sounds great. And I was there with like an ex-girlfriend and like her mom and they just started dying laughing. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, what the hell is so funny? And there's no soup or salad. I'm like, I hate this goddamn place. And I'm like, I'll you do this. played it off, like said yes a second time as if like, yes, I want both make it happen in this shit establishment like <laughs> spit in this face <laughs> god damn. like dude you're making nine dollars an hour like you're not you're not crushing it in like the server italian game like yeah you yeah you really got me bud you you saw me coming from a mile away when i walked in the door like catch it. i'm gonna get this white trash clown and he got me he got me pretty well so 
All right, Jimmy, what do you got for what people are not talking about? All right, so I don't know if you've heard of anything about um, like the India wage protests, labor protests, anything like that. Um, So that is something that like no one is talking about. And I've been seeing a lot of stuff that like has made me just question like our media as a whole. Uh, because some of the facts that I am about to read are almost alarming that you haven't heard of this. So pretty much it started um, is this on gonna November scare me? 26th. Uh, maybe. So started on November 26th of 2020. Um, so pretty much it's just like a mass um, strike against like work, um, like labor, things like that. So just kind of like your common work strike. But I think what's alarming is that we haven't heard about it because so it was spread across 10 trade unions um, and over 250 million union workers gathered, which is alarming because that is so many people to not hear about. Like this wasn't just like 10 guys picketing outside like a warehouse in like a middle of nowhere town. Like this is like millions of people, like 250 million people um, were going on strike and everything like that. Part of this was a lot of it was kind of trade and labor um part of it was farmers uh, just trying to get i guess like better living wages and not even necessarily money um but just like more or less like the sharecropping aspect of they want to get more food in return for what they're doing so like if there's any surplus or anything they just want to be paid so then they don't have to go actually buy food for their family from the market they can just take it home with them but yeah like 250 million people doing anything like how is that not like the mainstream? Like I get COVID. I understand that like that needs to be, I guess like kind of that home soil priority kind of a thing. But it's like with the amount of just like out there shit that gets posted every day, that's like, okay, I don't care about what celebrity did this or did that or whatever, but I'm still seeing that. And then to not hear about this it's like almost concerning that more people aren't like, yeah, no, I was reading about that. Or like, I saw a story about it kind of a thing. Like, it's just kind of wild. How many people live in India? Let's see. I it's think it's over a billion. Because I think China has a billion, India has a billion, and then the other 5 billion are spread out. Okay. India has 1.35 billion. Yeah. So you said 250 million? So that's a, like a quarter of a billion is 250 million. So like Correct. 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 I was kind of confused at first as what you were saying. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I, I was not So realistically, about. like a little less than a fifth of India's entire population <clears throat> was, was partaking in this. one event. <laughs> yeah. That's and no one knows about it, which is so alarming. That's like, terrible. Yeah, I I don't know if you saw, um, but I saw a story the other day of just like a bunch of random people. Like, I don't know how many people, but they were just running around downtown and no one knew what was going on. But it was like, like three or 400 people. And I saw like six articles on it. And I like had to go out of my way to like find all of this stuff about India. Like, like the I was media reading like all these weird yeah like i was like dude like people are just running around chicago and everyone's like losing their mind and i was like this is happening over there and everyone's like yeah but like we got other stuff like we it's not on not on our agenda i've just read some interesting stuff about how it's all people don't want 
to show that just because then there's going to be strikes in America and everything like that. But it's still just like concerning that that many people can do anything. And everyone's like, yeah, I've never heard of that. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, that's insane. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was imagining what it would be here in the United States because it's a wage thing. Right. So, I mean, like, I guess to some extent, like what they are protesting is very much like, say they protest all of this and they win, they will still make pennies on the dollar in comparison to what Americans make on a day to day. But I think what a lot of the stuff I was reading was they were afraid that America not would demand more, but would demand better working conditions was a lot of it where it's like, you know, if you're working in a warehouse that's dimly lit, things like that, like people would demand better conditions would, which would then cost companies money and, just like upgrades and safety procedures and trainings and things like that. So that's what a lot of people, and this is all kind of speculation on what I read um, where people were saying, you know, we're almost nervous to see this in America for the sake of what people might take action and do. I mean, if you look at like Amazon and things like that, like there's just so much, I guess just like not inhumane per se, but like very much like, okay, who cares? You're going to work eight hours a day. Like there've been crazy things about like people don't get bathroom breaks. So they pee in bottles and things like that. Like, so I guess just the idea that people would fight back against that because they see what other people in other countries can do. I think that was why they were like, this is why it's not normalized here per se. Have you seen the Amazon strikes? Yeah, but a lot of them are. But they're like, cause they're so like it's not they're not big enough to make a difference and they know damn well once those fuckers are gone there are hundreds of people that are willing to just be like okay i need a job hire me because they yeah they don't pay terribly you know what i mean no, they, they, have pay, like- they pay well and like so i was thinking about the cr day um because i don't know if i'd ever told you this actually but when i'd gotten home from spring break Brynn and i had actually applied um, to just like work at a fulfillment center because it was like 18 an hour or something and I was like this is awesome like you know I should totally do this like good side money like it was only like three or four days a week but it's kind of like dude if you think of the amount of money that you're touching per se just in like filling these orders and things like that yeah. like $18 an hour good Ain't wage shit. for the sake of like my age I was still in college things like that but it's like dude that is absolutely nothing in comparison for the sake of like, like, dude, they're paying me 18 an hour, but they're probably making, you know, thousands in comparison to just the amount that I'm ordering per se, which is fascinating. Cause I know we've talked about Amazon a little bit, but like if they don't have a workforce, they like instantly crumble. Like it's one of those things like they're like, Oh, they have two day ship or they have this or that, whatever. If they don't have people to fulfill that, like, that doesn't matter. Like they get that two day fulfillment because of all these people who are actually like in the fulfillment centers, they have drivers, they have, you know, they kind of cover all of their areas of distribution. But like, if all of those people struck, it's like, dude, if they stroke for two weeks, like you're not getting your shit. Like, it's just that simple. Like, you know, Jeff's not throwing it in the back of his car and driving from house to house. Like they've almost grown too big, but that's the crazy thing is anybody that strikes they're almost viewed as like disposable. Like they can just say like, Hey, Easy. you're done. You like, if you try to unionize, if you try to do whatever you're out. And then there's so many people who are like, Hey, I haven't worked in six months. It's not my ideal job. It's not what I got a degree in, whatever. 
yeah, I'll take a job and, you know, something's better than nothing kind of a thing, which is crazy that that's like where we're at, but. That's the power of capitalism, baby. Like, it's crazy. Like, uh, like again, what you allude to there, how disposable these people are. Like, again, Amazon does not give a shit. Like, that's how powerful they've become. I remember when Amazon wasn't even, like, that crazy. I remember my uh, mom first going on Amazon, which to uh, buy shit. Even now, the, the website doesn't even look that great. It's kind of has, like, a weird look to it. It almost looks like janky like you're getting on some like third world yeah. site or some shit i'm like this looks like crap like, why do, why is everyone making a big deal of this this is probably like six seven years ago maybe maybe a little bit longer than that and it wasn't the, the monster it is now um and i just didn't get it well now it's just taking over the world and they can just do whatever the hell they want to do yeah. like, and i mean whatever the hell they want to do so I would like to see – I wonder how many people that Amazon actually employs at that level. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. at, at that base level, whatever they'll be paying, like, drivers, uh, distribution people, how many people that have masses to and what would actually happen if it did shut down or how quickly they could, they could like, actually get people back in those positions by firing those other people and putting other people back. I guarantee – they could probably make it work how many times they could do it. That would probably be the issue. Yeah. Uh, how big the actual media, how big the media following was because of it. Cause they, they strike all the time. And you don't hear shit about it. Yeah. They have like pretty well, sizable so, strikes and like no one hears yeah. anything about it. But I mean, part of it like too, and like, yeah. And this kind of freaks me out. And I think it freaks a lot of other people out. Like, Say Amazon strikes, something happens, you'll never see a Washington Post article about it because no. Amazon owns them. So it's like one of those things where it's like, what's really happening? What's just being ignored? What's being like said like, hey, this will not hit mainstream media, things like that. But like literally the application process was like, I went online, I was like, here's the shift I want to work. No resume, no nothing. It was pretty much like, if you can lift more than 25 pounds and you have a pulse, we'll take you kind of a thing and like the room that i was in like i think i was the youngest person in the room because i think they're weirdly hiring like older people who are like i'm out of a job i want something because those people are going to care about it way more where people our age might work there for a week and be like dude fuck that like i have a degree i want to get a like better paying job like somewhere better so it's like they're almost focusing on people who are in like that dire need and being like hey you probably can't live the life you want to live on $18 an hour, but it's going to be something and you're not going to quit because of it. Like I wouldn't even be surprised if there's so much data behind, like if we offer 16 an hour, we get less applicants, but if we offer $20 an hour that affects our profit margin. So like they've like probably calculated it down to a T of like, this is what we will pay you. You know, we're going to spend X amount in training costs, but then, in, you know, if you work there for six months, we're going to make, however much money from what you're doing per se yeah because there's warehouses everywhere like i'll just randomly be on the highway and i'm like oh that wasn't there you know the last time i was driving here kind of a thing like they're popping up all over the place like which is just crazy i don't know if i've ever seen one like down south like i don't think you yeah i'm sure there's probably some like somewhere like i feel like bloomington normal probably has to have their own 
to some extent so that drivers aren't driving like an hour or two to even get to where they need to be. But like, yeah, it's just like kind of crazy. I listened to a podcast maybe like three or four months ago about just like UPS and FedEx and that whole rivalry. And they talked about how like when Amazon came in, they were using both of those services to deliver, but then Amazon just like better, I guess like, what is it? Horizontally integrated. I feel like we should came, they, <laughs> they, they came into yeah. the market. Yeah. Horizontally. Well, no, like they pretty much like, um, like, so they had their distribution centers and then they were like, okay, we're potentially losing money with our distribution by paying this. Other oh, company. okay. Like they, they so minimized then, the way they, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so pretty yes, much like sorry, they started covering that major up. was nothing. Sorry, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, it was a whole thing, but yeah. So pretty much like that's what they did essentially is it was like, and they were talking about like how FedEx and UPS like kind of let it grow because they were like, there's so much money in it. Like it's so hard to get like the overhead to buy planes and vehicles and everything like that. But it's like Amazon grows at such a rate that like for them to buy 10,000 vehicles tomorrow is like nothing because if you look at the grand scheme of things, they're going to make how much more money, like it's almost going to pay for itself in like probably a matter of months, even weeks for the sake of like, you know, if a van costs you 10 grand because you're buying it wholesale and then you can deliver you know, 50 grand worth of products in two weeks. It's like, okay, after all the expenses are out, like it's so easy to pay for. And I think that's why they're growing at like the disgusting rate that they are. I never understand how companies, obviously there's going to be like unintended losses throughout that shit. How companies that big continue to make a profit without like thing just going drastically wrong the whole entire time people just skimming off the top or just you know what i mean it's like little things like that i know there's overseers at every single step of the way but for a company that monstrous how is there just not like just drastic losses throughout the whole entire company you know what i mean like either like it's mismanaged shit people taking stuff people i don't know just stuff like that it just blows my mind how they continue to be profitable without any issue it it's it's kind of nice like companies like uh, walmart mcdonald's that are so abiding by the customer if there's ever something wrong they're willing to reimburse them shit like just stuff like that just kind of blows me away i don't really i don't really get yeah no it's like interesting like the science behind it though like i wish we would have had ryan on because i know he like we used to work at walmart so he knows like a ton about it but like walmart every year budgets like I don't know how much, like, I want to say like, it's like hundreds of millions of dollars of losses due to theft because they know people are just going to like walk right out, but it's more profitable for them to account for that than risk, you know, somewhat like a greeter stopping you at an exit being like, Hey, did you buy that? And a customer getting so offended that you lost like a potential lifelong customer that they just take the theft. Like they just accept it as a loss because they're like, we would rather spend whatever it's going to cost us in the theft than risk, you know, losing X amount of lifelong customers kind of thing. Where like the whole science behind it is just literally insane of like how they're like a company is willing to swallow, you know, even like $200 million in theft each year. But, you know, say they upset 50,000 customers, you know, it's kind of like it balances out in a weird way and it almost makes more sense to be like, we'll just take the loss versus like if they piss off enough customers, like, Hey, we're going to target now. 
So it's like, you're losing that money. They're going to a competitor. The competitor is going to grow. Like just the whole thing is like wild. I remember working at Lowe's uh, during the summer and you watch all these instructional videos and all that shit before you can go on the floor. Right. So the one of the very last ones was talking about theft and everything. Again, there's creators and stuff like that uh, with the red vest. It was so funny watching it because they were saying, Hey, if somebody tries to leave when they're stealing stuff, essentially just let them go. Cause it's for your safety, blah, blah, blah. I heard that. I was like, that is the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. There is so much unsafe shit going on at places like Lowe's, Home Depot. They stress safety, but they don't give a fuck about the worker's safety. They don't care whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, maybe the customer's safety because that ultimately tr- translates to dollars lost in the long haul. But they were talking about that. I was like, there's no way. They're so afraid of like stomping on people's toes that sort of thing that's why they don't say shit and that's a good point like they they have to budget tens of hundreds of millions of dollars just for that reason alone so they don't have like some sort of publicity issue uh, or just people just going to the uh going to the competitor so yeah no it's like a whole thing but like the whole science behind that is like so fascinating of like because like in my head like if i owned a store i would be like dude if anybody steals anything like I'm going to call them out for it. But then like when you get to that level, like it almost makes more sense to be like, Nope, just let them go. Don't risk it. Don't do anything. Yeah. Also like all of those training videos are like hilarious because I'm pretty sure the only reason they're in place is for the sake of, if you ever hurt yourself, they would say, well, no, we made you watch this mandatory video and then you wouldn't be able to sue. Like I literally watched a video one time. I used to work at Goodwill and it was like, I shit you not. They were like, if you find an explosive in a donation, like don't detonate it. Don't like, they were like, just assume it's not a prop. Like all of this stuff where I was like, did this happen that like this has to, cause like I've heard of some being like, if there's a fire, like don't lift with your back. Like that's all like common. But I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm learning about like explosives and grenades. Where where was that? Like, is that really a threat? Like, I was like 16. This is like Goodwill. I was working at Goodwill. Uh, It was all right. It was kind of fun because I actually worked there with Matt. I got him the job there, so we worked there together, which was a lot of fun. Doesn't Goodwill pay uh, really well? No, not at all. Goodwill's like. Goodwill is the Amazon of the thrift industry. Down here, because I was considering it working at Goodwill. I don't know if this one's just a crazy one, but it pays like really well. I'm pretty sure it was like 15, 16 an hour when I was in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, we were making like minimum wage up here. But it's also different because they're not like franchise owned or anything, but they're all different. so like our region up here is different than the region down there. So like all of the management and everything's different, but it's like all under the same name. So like you can operate like way differently. Like I remember like the one up here is like dirt cheap. Like you can find really good stuff for like almost nothing. Or like when I would go to the one on campus, it would be like way more expensive and like not as good of a selection. And like, you could just tell that it was like differently ran, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I like Goodwill. It's fun. I like Goodwill a lot. 
Um, I don't go there a lot. This is the part of the episode where we've just gotten so far into wheels. a rabbit hole that we're just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, tr- I'll try to, I'll try to kind of cut it out, but uh, I like Goodwill. I don't go there very much because like I'm lazy, but it's, it's kind of a pain in the ass to go through all the shit. I'll be honest with you. Like, but the one thing I just don't like about it is the smell of Goodwill's. It's unsettling. It's there's something about it. I just like I right when I take the first draw of breath in from in a goodwill. I'm like, uh, like I had to have just caught something. <laughs> I mean, I know yeah, all clean, but it's like ugh, it's still like yucky in here, kind of. Also, it's not all clean. So I guess like a fun fact from oh, someone that worked fuck? there. Yeah, they don't clean it beforehand. Are you fucking crazy? They That's don't do like anything all, to it, so like, it comes. I, straight out of the trash bags that's like okay like you yeah, put them all in like trash i could bags. literally drop this hoodie off and in like a week or two it's like on the shelf like unwashed untouched yeah that's dude we would get disgusting. stuff sometimes that's like like you would open up a trash bag and it would just like reek of like cigarettes or like cat pee or like there was like nasty shit but yeah they don't do anything to it that's and you like put it straight like on the shelf is well they like it sits in a bin for a little bit and then that's how they like they cycle through the inventory um so it's like i could donate something today they put it in a bin that's like the newest and then they're pulling from the oldest and then that goes out but like yeah this is just like a psa like if you buy anything from goodwill immediately wash your hands afterwards and wash it before you put it on your body or sanitize it or do something this is pre-covid pre-everything like just like treat it as if like you just pulled it out of like a p- like puddle of cat pee or something and you'll be fine but yeah like it would be weird because there's people like that that don't know that are like oh they must like run it through a washer in the back no we do no such thing like it is literally just god damn oh someone could have wore this and we put it out on the shelf like people buy shit in the store and just like put it on right away and i like cringe i'm like oh my god that's disgusting it's so gross. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> like, I mean, like terrible. looking, looking back at my time working there, the lack that I washed my hands in comparison to now, like literally makes me gag. Like it is so disgusting. Just the amount of shit that I would touch. And like, you know, cause you don't know where it's coming from. Like you literally could be like, uh, yeah, some dude like had this, uh, I don't know what he did with it but it's here and I need to put a label on it and we'll push it out. Yeah, dude, we'd find like dildos and stuff all the time. It was disgusting. So people would put dildos like in a bag of clothes or is it a bag of like assorted things with dildos in it? Um, So it kind of varied. A lot of times it would. So like, it was funny because I only found like one or two, but I would say like a the fact good that you found chunk... more than one is terrible yeah go ahead sorry no it was pretty commonplace like i would say like at least one or two a month would show up but it was almost funny because i don't know if people intended to give it to us and i mean given like we have no idea who these people are but it was never like in a bag or anything like that like by itself it would be in like a box of shoes or like if you were to like almost Mm. hide it in plain sight and then that person was like, oh, yeah, I never wear these shoes. And then, like, got rid of it and didn't think about it. Yep. Like, then you'd, like, open up the shoes and you're like, well, fuck this. They're all going in the trash now because I'm not picking that up. So, yeah, it's it was a zoo working there, dude. 
it's like the wild west of that's, retail. That's terrible. I mean, that's that's literally terrible. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So, do you guys wear like like gloves and shit when you're going through all the stuff, or what do you do? No gloves. No, I didn't. No gloves. You'd be barehanded and shit, which is disgusting. Thinking back, like I was like 17 when I worked there, so like I really didn't. You didn't care believe in COVID time. back then, like, dude. Oh yeah, dude. Post COVID, like. I'm going to be washing my hands like literally after I touch everything. Cause it's just like force of habit now. Like literally I'm amazed. I'm almost, I feel like I could be immune to COVID just like based on like the sheer germs that got into my immune system then. Cause yeah, it's disgusting. The amount of stuff you touch or you'd like see, or like there'd be some people that like, I don't know if they were just trying to be douchey or like, they didn't realize or like what the deal was but like sometimes you would just like open up a bag and it would just be like a bag of garbage and you're like what the fuck <laughs> like, like you couldn't just throw it in your trash like you, you went out of your way to put it in the car and bring it here like oh, they yeah, had to have known like thing. like you had to have known to like pick up the bag of shit you're like this is definitely not close. <laughs> like this is. But not I mean, close. I guess like to some extent, like people don't really know how like the inventory and all of that works, which I get. But like to be like, I'm gonna take a bag of trash and bring it to the Bartlett Illinois Goodwill, and it's gonna stick it to them, and like 17 year old me's opening it up like what's wrong with people like like the ceo doesn't know no one in the c-suites like oh man who did that like we're so offended it's literally just like me being like is this really worth my 875 an hour kind of a thing yeah like it's just a disaster uh something kind of interesting down south well not down south i'm sure it's all over the place but here in my neck of the woods there's a goodwill boutique have you ever heard of that? No. So a Goodwill boutique, it's like really nice clothes. It has all these button-ups. I was in there looking for a Halloween costume. Obviously last Halloween, this uh, past like, week before Halloween, I was in there just in the shitty section. Couldn't find anything. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm bored. I'll just go through the boutique and look around. I was shocked. The amount of blazers that were in there, I'm like, this is actually nice stuff. Like it was crazy. They were like Ralph Lauren. There's polo shit all over the place. Real nice dress shoes, like wingtip shoes. I'm like, where, how is this even a thing? Like, are people getting rid of this shit and not actually selling it? I was kind of, I was shocked. Uh, like, okay. There were blazers there for like 20 bucks. You know, if you see something for 20 bucks at a Goodwill thing, it's, it's nice. pristine, yeah. it's pristine stuff. Yeah. So it was interesting. It was kind of, Kind of crazy, but how long have we been talking for Goodwill? Like what, what minutes? Not even. Yeah, yet. no, that's. I think like we really we got in the rabbit hole. We did Feel like again. we can wrap up here now that you know how Amazon works, how Goodwill's inventory works. Like, like if you're one of those people that's like, I listen to your podcast to learn. <laughs> another episode for you. Now you so, can take this info and you know that Goodwill conversation literally started with it work strike in india yeah pretty much i mean like that whole like that was like 20 25 minutes that's ago. a that started was a long with that. time ago yeah no that was i don't know 
I think that's why it's almost it's good to do these occasionally. But that's why it's nice to have a third person to be like, all right, let's short episode. Like we're on, we got to stick to it. We can't get down any rabbit holes where this is like, I want to go here and there and there, and the conversation just. And I think like, it's it ridiculous too because, again, this happens whenever every single time we talk. But even though it happens every single time, but just me and you, we always have to have this stupid ass recap at the end of it. Like, yep, we did it again. Like, yep, we talked yeah. for a really long time about nothing. We do it every time. It's like Groundhog's Day. It's literally a Tuesday. It's like Tuesday in the early is, episodes when we would say, I guess like we still do it, but like when we'd be like, all right, uh, we're going <laughs> to wrap time. up. It's like one more thing. And then like 25 <laughs> minutes later, it's like, all right, you good to wrap up. And then it's like another five minutes. And it's like, all right, so we're uh, seriously gotta do it now. up. Like, so yeah, no, it's like a good throwback. It's like, all right, yeah, no, we're uh, yeah, we really gotta stop. Like, we yep. no one wants to listen to a three-hour episode. So we're back all right, at cool. Well, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Um, so we have a top five coming out this week. It is the top five actors. Um, so we recorded it a little while ago. It is me, Colton, and Evan Pat Patterson. Nice. Um, so we just run through that. So that is coming out on Thursday. Um, so check that out. And I think that's all I got. Colton, anything else? One more thing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, that's all <laughs> I, I got. I said that hesitantly for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's all I got. Episode 39. We got to do something special for not episode 40, but episode 50. Like 50. That's going to be sick. If it lines up correctly, what's up? So that's 11 weeks from now. No, it will be short. We'll be close. It'll be damn near the one year anniversary yeah we'll do something big like i'm saying like so 77 days Sit back before we even start just absolutely splur nonsense for like it's gonna line up damn near <laughs> perfect because I mean, we obviously have skipped some weeks here and there yeah so if we get it right on the day it's obviously gonna be you no know, wait is there 52 yeah. weeks in a year there's yeah so i think we've, we've only taken like two or three weeks off so i think like it'll be closed i don't know if it'll be like the exact same per se, but I think it'll definitely come up close. Yeah. All so right. That was our roundabout way of not finishing what he said we'd finish. Yep. So, all right. All right. That's cool. All. See you guys next week. See you.